0: What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Straight Sports Talk Radio. I am your host, Zach Humphrey. This is week eight in the NFL. Oh, man, this has been a busy week this week. I don't know about you guys, but this has been a crazy, crazy great week for sports. Uh, World Series has been back and forth, Uh, NFL is getting down to the nitty-gritty, we're about to find out who the best teams in the league are, who could possibly have the best seasons, Um, and the NBA kicked off, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, We're going to start off with week 8 in the NFL, we're going to do my week 8 picks um, right now. We're going to start with game one, the Seahawks and the Falcons. No need to get too much into that. Seahawks are at 5-2 right now, even though they're coming off of a loss. The Falcons are 1-6. Yeah, easy win for the Seahawks. I see that right there. Uh, Bills and the Eagles. That's an interesting game. Eagles are going into Buffalo. Buffalo's 5-1. Who would think Buffalo would be 5-1 at this point? But they are. And the beautiful thing about this game is that they're playing in Buffalo. Philadelphia is coming off a lot of controversy, supposed inner turmoil, involving their captain, Malcolm Jenkins. But they're three and four. They're one and three on the road. I don't know that defense is their secondary is getting torched. That defense is not playing as good as it should be. Um, I don't know if the Sean Jackson is back. Uh, let me see what the deal is with that. Let me see if this young man is back. If Deshaun Jackson is back, that's a game changer for them. Because he gives them the opportunity to stretch the field. And, you know, he's a, he's a deep, he's a, up. Oh, he's out. Darren Sproles is out. Um, they're missing. Phew, Jason Peters, an offensive tackle. Um, he's out. Um. Not much out for Buffalo. I mean, I can honestly say the Bills are playing great football. They're playing great football. That defense is for real. Um, They're pretty much healthy in the right places. I mean, stats-wise, let's see what we got for Buffalo. Who's their biggest stars? Buffalo... And they're running with a second-year quarterback, which is a beautiful thing to see. He's really developing. He's not turning the ball over. Um, Josh Allen's been a stud. Um, Throwing 62% of his pass. Completing 62% of his passes, I'm sorry. Averaging about 250 yards a game. Even though he's he's got seven turnovers, seven interceptions, Uh, he's also thrown seven touchdown passes. Um, Frank Gore's been a stud for them in the backfield. Um, he's been solid Their receiving core is led by Mr. John Brown Who I don't know too much about So I'm not going to act like I know about a lot about him But in Cole Beasley Who I do know about Who's had a solid season for them But you know they're basically been ground and pound You know Ground and pound controlling the clock Not turning the ball over And you know been Pulling out some decent victories Now Let's be honest and let's keep it real. All right. And straight sports talk radio. That's what we do. We keep it straight. We give it to you straight. Let's see who they've beaten. They've beaten both New York teams, which isn't saying a lot. They've beaten the Jets. They've beaten the Giants. They've beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. And they've beaten Tennessee Titans. Now, I'm not sticking my chest out like I did something special. With those teams that you beat. Because they're horrible. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. All those teams they beat are horrible. Now, they're going to face the Philadelphia Eagles team, which is a little banged up. So they got a shot. They're going to see what they're all about this weekend. We're going to see what they're all about. Definitely going to see what they're about. So, next game is... The Los Angeles Chargers and the Chicago Bears, both teams coming off of losses, which is not good. Not good at all. Not good at all. Um, I got to say, Chicago. Boy. Mitchell Trubisky, I'm not sold on him offensively. They don't have a deep threat downfield. Their offenses look shady. Los Angeles has been horrible the whole year. They just can't seem to get it together. Um, if I had to pick a team to win that game, I still was going to put my money in Chicago's defense. Um, New York Giants at Detroit. I'm going with Detroit in that game. Um, I'm. Listen, everybody's Danny Dimes, and all this Danny Dimes hype. Listen, he's still a rookie quarterback at the end of the day. He has a lot of development to do. I'm still not sold. But the fact that he can scramble, the fact that he can evade the rush, he can extend plays with his legs, he going to need to run for his life because that offensive line has been atrocious. It's been they just can't seem to get it right. They can't seem to get it right. They can't seem to get consistent. Like Saquon Barkley is truly an amazing running back because he constantly makes something out of nothing. If he had probably half the line that Ezekiel Elliott had down and has down in Dallas, the man would be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Tampa Bay, I'm going on to the next game. Tampa Bay, Tennessee. Two teams with two quarterbacks who were both drafted in the first round, and they're both still playing poorly. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. I, I, I can't call it either. It's the system. That's not, they both had coaching changes. They both have gone, they haven't gone up. They haven't gone up. Um, Some years it's been a lack of talent around them. Um, Some years it's the learning curve, but this is going to be an interesting game for both of them. They're both at a crossroads in their career. Uh, I believe at the end of the year, their rookie contracts is coming up this year. It's going to be a lot for them. They got a lot of work to do. Denver, Indianapolis. We know Indianapolis is going to destroy Denver. Denver's offensive looked atrocious the whole season. Indianapolis is on a good run. I believe they are 5-1 if I'm mistaken. Um, They should be. Indianapolis is... No, 4-2, I'm sorry. 4-2 and and they're coming off a victory too. Um, But definitely... Um, Marlon Mack has been solid for them, rushing the football. Jacoby Brissett has been everything they could ask of him at quarterback. And I'll be honest with you, he's my vote for league MVP right now. For them, I mean, if they even make it to the playoffs, he should get a large consideration for MVP. The guy has been playing out of this world, um, doesn't turn the ball over. Um, he's been a constant leader. He's had his good games and his bad games. Don't get it twisted, but he has 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. If he doesn't get to look for MVP, I don't know what you guys are looking at. Um, yes, he's got a great weapon in Ty Hilton. He's got a solid running game in Sutton. Well, not Sutton. I'm sorry. Mr. Mack. Back there with 500. He's got 514 yards and a half a season, two TDs and 119 carries. So they have a balanced offensive attack. Their defense has been pretty solid. Um, secondary's a little banged up. They're both questionable back there, but their D tackle, he's out. Um, they're, not, they're not missing much. And I don't know what Denver's problem is. They just can't get it together. They just can't get right, boss. They just can't get right. Moving on, we are going to talk about the Bengals and the Rams. And if the Rams can't beat the Bengals, something's wrong. They're playing in Wembley Stadium out in England tomorrow. So you get an early game to watch. Early in the morning, we want to go brunch and watch an early football game and just watch the Rams beat up on the Bengals. Enjoy. You know, Todd Gurley, hopefully he's getting healthier and can get back to himself, and they can, they can get competitive. They can be competitive. Uh, they got a long way to go to make the playoffs, though. But we're at the midway point, so anything can happen. Somebody gets hurt or a prospective team, it could go either way for them. They're a team that's on the cusp. They really need to make a run. They really need to push for these last eight games of the season, and it's, it's put up a shut up for them. Cardinals and the Saints, Drew Brees is coming back for the Card, I'm sorry, for the Saints, and I, I'm going to pick the Saints in that game, that Saints defense is for real, even though Kyler Murray's been stellar for the Cardinals, um, I just think the Cardinals don't have enough offensively, and defensively, they're not going to, they're in trouble, they're in trouble, that Saints offense is something special, Jets, Jaguars, Jets disappointed me last week. I really thought I would see a better showing out of them. I should have known better, though. I'm not going to lie. I put my foot in my mouth. I should have known better because Bill Belichick is the greatest football coach of all time. Plain and simple. I gave Sam Darnold too much credit. But let's see. Let's see if they bounce back against the Jaguars. Um, they're going into Jacksonville. They got to stop Leonard Net. I don't see that happening. That boy's a beast. He's a beast. He's a beast. Um that running attack. They got I mean, they're gonna try to make the quarterback beat him, but they're just too physical. And even though the Jets got a solid defense, they're not gonna stop that running attack. I don't I don't see it. I do not see it. Panthers 49ers, that to me is the game of the week. Um Panthers are going to San Fran to play that game. We're gonna see a lot about the Panthers in that game. We're gonna see a lot. Um, we're going to see if they're really for real. Um, The 49ers, this is a test for them because, let's be honest, they haven't beaten stellar teams. You know, they've had a lot of good victories, but they haven't beaten stellar teams. I mean, the 49ers have played the Bengals, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, the Rams, and Washington. i Nothing to write home to sneeze about, you know. They barely beat out Cleveland, which was a tough game for them. Pittsburgh, they struggled in. Uh, The Rams game was a blowout for them, but that was a defensive matchup. They blew the doors off the Bengals. And they pitched a shutout against Washington, which isn't saying much. But if you look at the Panthers' schedule, they lost to Tampa Bay to open up the season. Then... They beat Arizona, beat Houston, beat Jacksonville, beat Tampa Bay again, and the solid teams they played in that in that little four in that stretch where of going four and two have been Houston and Jacksonville. Really, I mean Arizona, they struggled against. So depends on who's healthy. I really feel. Um, let's see injury report. Cam Newton is still out. Um, they're missing the offensive tackle for the Carolina Panthers. But for the 49ers, they're missing Marquise Goodwin at wide receiver. He's questionable. He could play, but still, I'm not holding him to that. Um, Joe Staley is out. He's doubtful at offensive tackle for them. So they're missing a the tight end and a corner. It's going to be a great game. I think. Christian McCaffrey is the key to that game. Um, Kyle Allen, if he makes a mistake, that San Francisco defense is going to jump all over. him. They're going to jump on him. They're going to jump on him, and they're going to make him pay. They're going to make him pay. So I'm going with Carolina. Browns and the Patriots. Um, The Browns need to win bad. But the Browns' problem is they're playing the Patriots. And for any young quarterback that has to go up against a Bill Belichick defense, and regardless if you have all those offensive weapons, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. I think the Patriots are going to pull it out again, probably by three or a touchdown. I'm not going to waste too much time with that. Raiders and the Texans is going to be a great game, too, because... I'm not gonna lie, I love Deshaun Watson. I love the way he's been playing. Um, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders has been an MVP candidate for them. He's been keeping them in ball games, controlling the clock, and has been the only reason why the Raiders haven't been haven't gotten embarrassed this year after everything they've gone through. But if I had to take a team, I'm going with the Texans in that game. Packers Chiefs. No Pat Mahomes. And they're playing at home. Hmm. I see Aaron Rodgers lighting them up. <laughs> I don't care. Aaron Rodgers can go out there with a frog, a dog, and as long as he gets a little bit of time, he makes something happen. Uh Chiefs, they got they missing Pat Mahomes, man. That's that's big. That's big. Um guy's MVP. What do you say to that? You know, you're missing your MVP. You're going to have Matt Moore at quarterback. I mean, even though pretty much everybody is healthy for them, that's of importance. Um, Yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Kansas City's in deep trouble. I don't see them beating them that defense is not stopping anybody. And Aaron Rodgers, just the show he put on last week was insane, insane. And he basically did it with no starting wide receivers at all, Redskins, Vikings, they already played, Vikings beat the Redskins pretty handily. And your Monday night game of the week they I, they just want to – I know they don't even want to show this game. Matter of fact, watch Monday Night Raw instead of watching this game because you're going to have the Steelers versus the Dolphins. Steelers win that game, and the Dolphins are just tanking the season. They don't care. And that is just wrong. <laughs> Seriously. But that's my NFL wrap-up for week eight. Um, I'm a Giants fan, and I'm hurting right now. I'm hurting. Because we're just going through the motions, and I don't see us getting any better. Um, Like I said, that offensive line is atrocious. They got to play better. They have to play better. I mean, if you're going to save or salvage anything of this kid, Daniel Jones' career quarterback, they have to block. I mean, everybody is saying, oh, Eli, Eli was the problem. That offensive line's been atrocious. Atrocious. I mean, last week, I I don't know what was going on. They get the ball back, they got two minutes to go, and nothing. Nothing. If it's not a fumble, it's an interception. If it's just. Plus, the play call has got to go. I'm sorry. Some of the play calling they're doing just doesn't make any sense, and it's a travesty. It's it's a, it's disrespectful to the New York Giant fan. I'll be honest with you because they're not taking advantage of the skill set that they have. I mean, you got Daniel Jones dropping back, throwing passes that he shouldn't be throwing in running situations, and I understand you don't want to wear Saquon Barkley out. He's coming off the injury. But let's be honest, I haven't seen a solid play-action pass yet all season. I've seen them roll out, but I haven't seen consistent play-action from them. Even with Saquon Barkley back. How do you not take advantage of that? I mean, finally they're getting healthy. You got Golden Tate. He's back for them. Sterling Shepard's back. I got to see more from the Giants. I just have to. Either that or Sherman has to go. He has to go at the end of the season. He's gotta be done. Stick a fork on him. Ariva Derek. Child Ballard. He's gotta go. He's got to go. Now on to the World Series. And this is this is gonna be a sick, sick three games coming up because. Series is tied 2-2, and I got to say, I'm, I'm impressed by Zanger, Zach Greinke, the way he pitched last night. Uh, Houston's bats have woken up, and but I could say you could wake up after facing Scherzer and Strasburg. Um, game five, who's going in game five? Let's see who's going in game five. Sunday, game five is Cole and Scherzer. And I'm going to tell you this right now. That, if it's not going to be a classic, it's, it's the World Series. That's, that, that's going to determine who wins the World Series, that game right there. Uh, Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. And, Wow. Let's see if guy Cole brings it this time Instead of getting showed. Um, He got lit up I mean, Washington was on him No matter where he, what, Any pitch he threw He was up in the zone He wasn't sharp um, Who knows, this time of year He may be tired But he's got to deliver He's got to deliver for Houston And we all know how money Max Scherzer is The guy is flat out Big time He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's got electric stuff. And plus, he has those crazy eyes. One's blue, one's brown, freaks you out. So I tell you this right now. Max Scherzer, I'm going with Washington this game because they're playing at home. When you got last licks, it's, 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 it's a big advantage. It's a big advantage because you can play to win. You don't play to tie. You can play to win. And so I'm taking Washington in this game. And I'm going to take Washington to win the World Series from here on. I don't see Houston beating. I don't see Verlander beating Straussburg. I like the way he's pitching. I love the way Strasburg is pitching. He's been lights out. He's been hungry. And it's been amazing to watch. Now. Finally, the NBA is back. And what a first couple of games have we had. I mean, Kyrie hitting the game-winning jumper against the Knicks right in RJ Barrett's face. Um, they could have been teammates. They could have been teammates last night. That was That was a tough pill to swallow for Knicks fans. I know it was. And this is speaking from... Now listen, let me get something straight. I'm a Knicks fan. I was born in New York. I was born in Brooklyn. I was raised in New York. But I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Lakers and Knicks. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm boycotting the Knicks until Dolan gets rid of the team. I will not purchase a jersey... I will not buy a hat. I will not go to a game. Boycott Sals. That's right, I said it. Boycott Sals. That man has run one of the greatest organizations and names in sports into the ground. When you have superstars who don't want to come to the biggest stage, the basketball mecca, And don't want to play for the Knicks? They going to Brooklyn? You got to be kidding me. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life in all the sports. Serious. And I'm a Mets fan saying this. Like, I can understand why guys go and play for the Yankees. This is like guys saying, nah, we ain't going to play for the Yankees. We're going to play for the Mets. Who in their right mind, as a superstar player, says, no, I'm not going to go to the Bronx. I'm going to go to Queens. Come on. The Mets have always been number two to the Yankees. I'll admit it. But when you got the number one team in New York. Losing a guys like Kyrie Everett and Kevin Durant, and they can't come and play, it's a problem. It's a problem. I'm telling you, it's bad, man. That man's got to go. He's got to go. Now, let's get some things clear. that western conference is mean and whoever comes out of the western conference they've been through they've been through some dogfights man i'm sorry you can tell me to you blue in the face you can argue with me about this but golden state is still going to be there and you still got to go through golden state in order to win the chip I'm sorry that's just the way it is. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and this is all dependent if Klay Thompson comes back. I'm interested to see what D'Angelo Russell gives them, um, but Klay Thompson comes back at eighty-five percent of the shooter he was. Well, you know he's going to be he's not going to stop being a great shooter, that's without question. But he can't—he won't probably be able to defend like he is, like like be the number one defender that he is for that team, or the NBA defensive team, Klay Thompson, that may not come back till next year, and that's going to hurt them. But I still feel the road goes to Golden State, especially in the West. Great as LeBron is, great as AD is, somebody's got to knock off the Warriors in the playoffs to claim that throne. You got Kai, Kawhi Leonard walking around like the Terminator. Paul George isn't healthy yet. So teams are just giving, people are just giving the Clippers that, that nod. And I can't blame them. I mean, you add Kawhi Leonard to that team who has depth. And that's what scares everybody about them. They have depth. I mean, you got Lou Williams coming off the bench as the sixth, man. You got Shark, Harkless, whatever. Sharkless, like, <laughs> I'm changing like, his name like Baby Shark or something. But they got a deep squad. Even though Devin Booker took it to him tonight, he played an excellent game. Phoenix played an excellent game. I mean, their bigs played very well. Um, I was very impressed with them. I liked the way they moved the ball. Um Devin Booker played was amazing at point guard. Um he gave Patrick Beverly the business. He gave him the business. He wasn't afraid to go back and forth with him. He played excellent. Excellent. Even though Kawhi was Kawhi, Kawhi was a little he was weird. I mean, he's very methodical, efficient, um, He's been more of a point guard on that team. I'll be honest with you. He's been setting guys up. Kawhi's making his claim. He's making his claim as to be the best player in the NBA. And that's without fail. But, you know, tonight they just came up short. I like their center, Zubak. He's big body. He can shoot. He can run the floor. He can defend. You know, they got a, they got a team. They're about eight nine eight nine deep. You got old veterans like Jeff Green on that team Still could do it Lou Williams could do it to you And then when they get Paul George back Let's see how they integrate him into the offense And he's got to get his legs under him And it's going to be interesting to see Because right now The Lakers mm, The Lakers is tough I mean, you got Anthony Davis, you got LeBron James, but Kyle Kuzma needs to come out and have a breakout season for them. He really does. In order for L.A. to win that title, it solely rests on Kyle Kuzma. Because if Kuzma's not going to give you buckets when he comes back, you better go out there and sign Miller. I hate to say it. The man can still play basketball. And they need a scorer when LeBron and AD sit down. They need somebody who can score the basketball. And they need a backup point guard because I know Rondo's out, so LeBron doing double duty And when he steps off the court. It's like nobody knows what to do. It's that bad. And that's just the Western Conference. The Western Conference is... You got the Rockets. I mean, Russell Westbrook dropped a triple double a tonight. Man, it's unbelievable. James Harden, MVP, unbelievable. But I don't think the Rockets are going to have enough. P.J. Tucker's a solid piece on defense. We know about Mr. Gordon coming off the bench shooting threes. I just don't. <clears throat> I don't think James Harden has that. That ruthless killer in him yet. Sure, he can take you up the dribble. He can make. He can hit any basketball shot he wants to on the court. But when it comes time for that moment, it comes time for him to shine. I haven't seen it from him yet. He needs that defining NBA moment, not only for him, his career, but for his legacy. He needs that. And he has to. He he, the window's closing. He he has to do it within the next couple of years. He has to. Houston's doing everything they can to put a winner on the call for him and to help him. So you can't say you got no help. They go out and get Russell Westbrook. James Harden, it's time to put up a shut up, my man. Time to put up a shut up. I'm going to tell about a team in the East that everybody's sleeping on. And people are still sleeping on the Toronto Raptors. Now, granted, Kawhi took him to the promised land. But they had some great games last year. They went into Golden State with Golden State healthy, and put them on. And you know they, who they put it on with? Without Kawhi. That team is still solid. I believe my man Fred. Fred Van Fleet is his name. Did you say it correctly? I don't like mispronouncing nobody's name because you mispronounced my name. We going to fight. You know what I'm saying? But, Fred Van Fleet, let me just say his name correctly. I love his game. I think he's a stud. He doesn't back down. He, he to me, last year was the MVP in the finals. He was the MVP in the finals. I don't care what nobody said. He was the MVP in the finals. That man was lights out for them. Lights out. He hit every big shot. He made great defensive plays. He was unreal. Unreal. I like Pascal Siakam. I think he's a star. Um, You got veterans on the team. Paul. Mark Gasol, I'm sorry, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, who never gets enough credit. So my man, Fred Van Fleet, love his game. I'm glad they put him in the starting lineup also for that team. They're gonna be dangerous, dangerous team in the East, I'm telling you. Mark my words. Toronto still makes the playoffs, and they're going to knock a team out that you least expect because everybody's still riding Philadelphia. We know they're deep. We know they're big. You got Al Horford, but everything rests on Ben Simmons. Um, Joel Embiid, he is who he is. He's the best big man in the game when he's healthy, when he's on the court. You know, he's got to get it together. He's got to get it together. Who am I excited about, though? What team excites me? Boston Celtics. Because for me, there's no better thing in sports to watch or rivalry to watch in sports than the Lakers. And the Celtics. And the Celtics are going to be dangerous this year. Gordon Hayward gets his legs back underneath them. You got a lot of depth on that team. You got Brown. You got Tatum. You got Kimba. You got Smart coming off the bench. That is a great basketball team. And you got a solid coach. So there's no excuse for them not to be a great team. None. You said Kyrie was not a great leader. You threw him on the bus, under the bus. Now it's time to put up and see what you got. Let's see what you got, because you got a lot of depth you got guys who are big. Well, not big, but athletic across the board. It's going to be very interesting to see how they adapt in their third year, especially Tatum, who has a lot. Jason Tatum has the most pressure out of all those guys there. Not even Kimball Walker. It's Jason Tatum. Because everybody was looking for him to have... A monster year last year, and it didn't happen. Didn't happen. So I love Kimba. He's going to provide a lot of great leadership for them. He's going to provide great shooting for them. He's going to provide consistency for them. Somebody that they know they can lean on. Telling you, don't sleep on the Celtics. And this is coming from somebody who can't stand. The Celtics. Can't stand them. Can't stand them. And that's just facts. I don't like that team. Never will. Never have. Mm. Mm. It's going to be an interesting NBA season. And I'm excited. I don't know who your team is. But my Lakers, I need to see, I need to see more from Anthony Davis, a more aggressive Anthony Davis. I need to see LeBron, just be LeBron. Be LeBron James. And they'll be fine. Lakers should be fine. But I know you're tired of listening to me. You probably got things to do. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Straight Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host, Zach Humphrey. Tune in for another time on my podcast, Straight Sports Talk Radio. We'll probably go over some things on Monday, a recap of Monday Night Football. After that game, you know, all the games over for the rest of the week. Talk a little bit more NBA, who's healthy, who's, who's hot, who's going to do it, who's not. Maybe go over some wrestling next time and definitely get back into this World Series. This is your man, Zach Humphrey, signing out. Mm-hmm. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Straight Sports Talk Radio. I am your host, Zach Humphrey. This is week eight in the NFL. Oh, man, this has been a busy week this week. I don't know about you guys, but this has been a crazy, crazy great week for sports. Uh, World Series has been back and forth. Uh, NFL's getting down to the nitty-gritty. We're about to find out who the best teams in the league are. Who could possibly have the best seasons? Um, and the NBA kicked off. Oof, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, we're going to start off with week eight in the NFL. We're going to do my week eight picks. Um, right now, we're going to start with game one, the Seahawks and the Falcons. No need to get too much into that. Seahawks are at five and two right now. Even though they're coming off of a loss, the Falcons are one and six. Um, yeah easy win for the Seahawks. I see that right there uh Bills and the eagles that's an interesting game. Eagles are going into Buffalo. Buffalo's five and one. Who would think Buffalo would be five and one at this point, but they are, and the beautiful thing about this game is that they're playing in Buffalo. Philadelphia's coming off a lot of controversy, supposed inner turmoil involving their captain, Malcolm Jenkins, but they're three and four. They're one and three on the road. I don't know. That defense is, their secondary is getting torched. That defense is not playing as good as it should be. Um, I don't know if Deshaun Jackson is back. Uh, let me see what the deal is with that. Let me see if this young man is back. If Deshaun Jackson is back, that's a game changer for them. Because he gives him the opportunity to stretch the field, and you know he's a he's a deep he's up oh, he's out. Darren Sproles is out. Um, they're missing phew, Jason Peters, an offensive tackle. Um, he's out. Um, not much out for Buffalo. I mean, I can honestly say the Bills are playing great football. They're playing great football. That defense is for real. Um, They're pretty much healthy in the right places. I mean, stats-wise, let's see what we got for Buffalo. Who's their biggest stars? Buffalo. And they're running with a second-year quarterback, which is a beautiful thing to see. He's really developing. He's not turning the ball over. Josh Allen's been a stud. Um, Throwing 62% of his passes, completing 62% of his passes, I'm sorry. Averaging about 250 yards a game. Even though he's he's got seven turnovers, seven interceptions, Uh, he's also thrown seven touchdown passes. Um, Frank Gore's been a stud for them in the backfield. Um, He's been solid. Their receiving core is led by Mr. John Brown who I don't know too much about, so I'm not going to act like I know about a lot about him. But in Cole Beasley, who I do know about, who's had a solid season for them. But, you know, they basically been ground and pound, you know, ground and pound, controlling the clock, not turning the ball over and, you know, been pulling out some decent victories. Now, let's be honest and let's keep it real. All right, and straight sports radio, that's what we do. We keep it straight. We give it to you straight. Let's see who they've beaten. They've beaten both New York teams, which isn't saying a lot. They've beaten the Jets. They've beaten the Giants. They've beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. And they've beaten Tennessee Titans. Now, I'm not sticking my chest out like I did something special with those teams that you beat. Because they're horrible. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. All those teams they beat are horrible. Now, they're going to face the Philadelphia Eagles team, which is a little banged up. So they got a shot. They're going to see what they're all about this weekend. We're going to see what they're all about. Definitely going to see what they're about. So, next game is the Los Angeles Chargers and the Chicago Bears. Both teams coming off of losses, which is not good, not good at all, not good at all. Um, I got to say Chicago, boy, Mitchell Trubisky, I'm not sold on him offensively. They don't have a deep threat downfield. Their offenses look shady. Los Angeles has been horrible the whole year. They just can't seem to get it together. Um, if I had to pick a team to win that game, I still was going to put my money in Chicago's defense. Um, New York Giants at Detroit. I'm going with Detroit in that game. Um, I'm, listen, everybody's Danny Dimes, all this Danny Dimes hype. Listen, he's still a rookie quarterback at the end of the day. He has a lot of development to do. I'm still not sold. But... The fact that he can scramble. The fact that he can evade the rush. He can extend plays with his legs. He going to need to run for his life. Because that offensive line has been atrocious. It's been. They just can't seem to get it right. They can't seem to get it right. They can't seem to get consistent. Like Saquon Barkley is truly an amazing running back. Because he constantly makes something out of nothing. If he had probably half the line that Ezekiel Elliott had down and has down in Dallas, the man would be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Tampa Bay, I'm going on to the next game. Tampa Bay, Tennessee, two teams with two quarterbacks who were both drafted in the first round, and they're both still playing poorly. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. I I, I can't call it. Either it's the system, that's not – they both had – Coaching changes. They both have gone they haven't gone up. They haven't gone up. Um some years there's been a lack of talent around them. Um, some years it's the learning curve. But this is gonna be an interesting game for both of them. They're both at a crossroads in their career. Uh I believe that the end of the year their rookie contracts is coming up this year. It's gonna be a lot for them. They got a lot of work to do. Denver, Indianapolis. We know Indianapolis is going to destroy Denver. Denver's offensive looked atrocious the whole season. Indianapolis is on a good run. I believe they are 5-1 and one if I'm mistaken. Um, they should be. Indianapolis is, no, 4-2, I'm sorry. 4-2 and, and they're coming off a victory too. Um, but definitely, um, Marlon Mack has been solid for them. Rushing the football. Jacoby Brissett has been everything they could ask of him at quarterback. And I'll be honest with you, he's my vote for league MVP right now. For them, I mean, if they even make it to the playoffs, he should get a large consideration for MVP. The guy has been playing out of this world, Um, doesn't turn the ball over, Um, has been a constant leader. He's had his good games and his bad games. Don't get it twisted. But he has 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. If he doesn't get a look for MVP, I don't know what you guys are looking at. Um, yes, he's got a great weapon in Ty Hilton. He's got a solid running game in Sutton. Well, not Sutton. I'm sorry. Mr. Mack back there with 500. He's got 514 yards in half the season, two TDs, and 119 carries. So, they have a balanced offensive attack. Their defense has been pretty solid. Um, Secondary is a little banged up. They're both questionable back there, but the D tackle, he's out. Um, they're, not, they're not missing much. And I don't know what Denver's problem is. They just can't get it together. They just can't get right, boss. They just can't get right. Moving on, we are going to talk about the Bengals and the Rams. And if the Rams can't beat the Bengals, something's wrong. They're playing in Wembley Stadium out in England tomorrow, so you get an early game to watch. Early in the morning, you want to go brunch and watch an early football game and just watch the Rams beat up on the Bengals. Enjoy. You know, Todd Gurley, hopefully he's getting healthier and can get back to himself, and they they can get competitive. They can be competitive. Uh, they got a long way to go to make the playoffs, though. But we're at the midway point, so anything can happen. Somebody gets hurt or a prospective team, it could go either way for them. Their team is on the cusp. They really need to make a run. They really need to push for these last eight games of the season. And it's it's put up a shut up for them. Cardinals and the Saints. Drew Brees is coming back for the Cardinals. I'm sorry, for the Saints. And I... I'm going to pick the Saints in that game. That Saints defense is for real. Even though Kyler Murray's been stellar for the Cardinals, um, I just think the Cardinals don't have enough offensively. And defensively, they're not going to. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. That Saints offense is something special. Jets, Jaguars. Jets disappointed me last week. I really thought I would see a better showing out of them. I should have known better, though. I'm not going to lie. I put my foot in my mouth. I should have known better because Bill Belichick is the greatest football coach of all time, plain and simple. I gave Sam Darnold too much credit, but let's see. Let's see if they bounce back against the Jaguars. Um, they're going into Jacksonville. They got to stop Leonard Fournette. I don't see that happening. That boy's a beast. He's a beast. He's a beast. Um, that running attack, They got. I mean, they're going to try to make the quarterback beat him, but... They're just too physical. And even though the Jets got a solid defense, they're not going to stop their run attack. I don't, I don't see it. I do not see it. Panthers 49ers, that to me is the game of the week. Um, Panthers are going to San Fran to play that game. We're going to see a lot about the Panthers in that game. We're going to see a lot. Um, we're going to see if they're really for real. Um, the 49ers, this is a test for them. Because, let's be honest, they haven't beaten stellar teams. You know, they've had a lot of good victories, but they haven't beaten stellar teams. I mean, 49ers have played the Bengals, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, the Rams, and Washington. Uh, Nothing to write home to sneeze about, you know. They barely beat out Cleveland. Which was a tough game for them Pittsburgh they struggled in Uh, The Rams game was a blowout for them But that was a defensive matchup They blew the doors off the Bengals And they pitched a shutout against Washington Which isn't saying much But if you look at the Panthers schedule They lost to Tampa Bay to open up the season Then They beat Arizona Beat Houston Beat Jacksonville Beat Tampa Bay again and like the solid teams they played in that in that little four game, in that stretch where of going four and two have been Houston and Jacksonville, really. I mean Arizona they struggled against. So depends on who's healthy. I really feel. Um, let's see injury report. Cam Newton is still out. Um, they're missing the offensive tackle for the Carolina Panthers, but. For the 49ers, they're missing Marquise Goodwin at wide receiver. He's questionable. He could play, but still, I'm not holding him to that. Um, Joe Staley is out. he's doubtful at offensive tackle for them. So they're missing a tight end and a corner. It, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great game. I think Christian McCaffrey is the key to that game. Um Kyle Allen, if he makes a mistake, that San Francisco defense is gonna jump all over for him. They're going to jump on them. They're going to jump on them, and they're going to make them pay. They're going to make them pay. So I'm going with Carolina. Browns and the Patriots. Um, The Browns need to win bad. But the Browns' problem is they're playing the Patriots. And for any young quarterback that has to go up against a Bill Belichick defense, And regardless, if you have all those offensive weapons, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. I think the Patriots are going to pull it out again, probably by three or a touchdown. Um, I'm not going to waste too much time with that. Raiders and the Texans is going to be a great game, too, because I'm not going to lie. I love Deshaun Watson. I love the way he's been playing. Um, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders has been an MVP candidate for them. He's been keeping them in ball games, controlling the clock, and has been the only reason why the Raiders haven't been, haven't gotten embarrassed this year, after everything they've gone through. But if I had to take a team, I'm going with the Texans in that game. Packers Chiefs, no Pat Mahomes, and they're playing at home. Hmm. I see Aaron Rodgers lighting them up. <laughs> I don't care. Aaron Rodgers can go out there with a frog, a dog, and as long as he gets a little bit of time, he makes something happen. Uh, Chiefs, they got, they missing Pat Mahomes, man. That's that's big. That's big. Um, guy's MVP. What do you say to that? You know, you're missing your MVP. You're going to have Matt Moore. At quarterback, I mean, even though pretty much everybody is healthy for them, that's of importance. Um, Yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Kansas City's in deep trouble. I don't see them beating them. That defense is not stopping anybody. And Aaron Rodgers just... The show he put on last week was insane. Insane. And he basically did it with no starting wide receivers at all. Redskins, Vikings, they already played. Vikings beat the Redskins pretty handily. And your Monday night game of the week. They they just want to, I know they don't even want to show this game. Matter of fact, watch Monday Night Raw instead of watching this game. Because you're going to have the Steelers versus the Dolphins. Steelers win that game. And the Dolphins are just tanking the season. They don't care. And that is just wrong. <laughs> Seriously. But that's my NFL wrap-up for week eight. Um, I'm a Giants fan. And I'm hurting right now. I'm hurting. Because we're just going through the motions. And I don't see us getting any better. Um, like I said... That offensive line is atrocious. They got to play better. They have to play better. I mean, if you're going to save or salvage anything of this kid, Daniel Jones's career quarterback, they have to block. I mean, everybody is saying, oh, Eli, Eli was the problem. That offensive line's been atrocious. Atrocious. I mean, last week, I don't know what was going on. They get the ball back. They got two minutes to go. And nothing. Nothing. If it's not a fumble, it's an interception. If it's just... And plus, the play call has got to go. I'm sorry. Some of the play call they're doing just doesn't make any sense. And it's a travesty. It's, it's, it's disrespectful to the New York Giants fan. I'll be honest with you because they're not taking advantage of the skill set that they have. I mean, you got Daniel Jones dropping back, throwing passes that he shouldn't be throwing in running situations. And I understand you don't want to wear Saquon Barkley out. He's coming off the injury. But let's be honest. I haven't seen a solid play action pass yet all season. I've seen him roll out. But I haven't seen consistent play action from them. Even with Saquon Barkley back. How do you not take advantage of that? I mean, finally they're getting healthy. You got Golden Tate. He's back for them. He's Shepard's back. I, I got to see more from the Giants. I just have to. Either that or Sherman has to go. He has to go at the end of the season. He's got to be done. Stick a fork in him. Arrivederci. Child Ballard. He's got to go. He's got to go. Now on to the World Series, and this is this is gonna be a sick, sick three games coming up because series is tied two-two, and I gotta say, I'm I'm impressed by Zach Grinky, the way he pitched last night. Uh, Houston's bats have woken up and But I could say you could wake up After facing Scherzer and Strasburg um, Game 5 Who's going in Game 5 Let's see who's going in Game 5 Sunday Game 5 is Cole and Scherzer And I'm going to tell you this right now That if it's not going to be a classic, it's it's the World Series. That's that that's going to determine who wins the World Series. That game right there, uh, Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer, and wow, let's see if Garrett Cole brings it this time. Instead of getting shelled, um, he got lit up. I mean, Washington was on him. No matter where he what any pitch he threw he was up in the zone. He wasn't sharp. Um, who knows this time of year he may be tired but he's got to deliver he's got to deliver for Houston and we all know how money Max Scherzer is the guy is flat out big time he's one of the best pitchers in baseball he's got electric stuff and plus he has those crazy eyes one's blue one's brown freaks you out so I tell you this right now Max Scherzer I'm going with Washington in this game because they're playing at home. When you got last licks, it's 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 it's, it's a big advantage. It's a big advantage because you can play to win. You don't play to tie. You can play to win. And so I'm taking Washington in this game, and I'm going to take Washington to win the World Series from here on. I don't see Houston beating – I don't see Verlander beating Straussburg. I like the way he's pitching. I love the way Straussberg is pitching. He's been lights out. He's been hungry. And it's been amazing to watch. Now, finally, the NBA is back. And what a first couple of games have we had. I mean, Kyrie hitting a game-winning game winning Jumper against the Knicks right in R.J. Barrett's face. Um, They could have been teammates. They could have been teammates last night. That That was a tough pill to swallow for Knicks fans. I know it was. And this is speaking from, now listen, let me get something straight. I'm a Knicks fan. I was born in New York. I was born in Brooklyn. I was raised in New York. But I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Lakers and Knicks. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm boycotting the Knicks until Dolan gets rid of the team. I will not purchase a jersey. I will not buy a hat. I will not go to a game. Boycott Sals. That's right, I said it. Boycott Sals. That man has run one of the greatest organizations and names in sports. Into the ground. When you have superstars who don't want to come to the biggest stage, the basketball mecca, and don't want to play for the Knicks, they're going to Brooklyn. You got to be kidding me. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life in all the sports. Serious. And I'm a Mets fan saying this. Like, I can understand why guys go and play for the Yankees. This is like guys saying, nah, we ain't going to play for the Yankees. We're going to play for the Mets. Who in their right mind, as a superstar player, says, no, I'm not going to go to the Bronx. I'm going to go to Queens. Come on. The Mets have always been number two to the Yankees. I, I'll, I'll admit it. But when you got the number one team in New York, losing to guys like Kyrie Everett and Kevin Durant, and they can't come and play it's a problem. It's a problem. I'm telling you, it's bad, man. That man's got to go. He's got to go. Now, let's get some things clear. Mm, mm, mm. That Western Conference is mean, and whoever comes out of the Western Conference, they've been through they've been through some dogfights, man. I'm sorry, you can tell me. See, you're blue in the face. You can argue with me about this, but Golden State. It's still going to be there. And you still got to go through Golden State in order to win the chip. Sorry. That's just the way it is. Steph Curry, Draymond Green. And this is all pending if Klay Thompson comes back. I'm interested to see what D'Angelo Russell gives them. Um, But Klay Thompson comes back at 85% of the shooter he was. Well, you know he's gonna be—he's not gonna stop being a great shooter, that's without question. But he can't—he won't probably be able to defend like he is, like like be the number one defender that he is for that team, or the NBA defensive team. Klay Thompson, that may not come back till next year, and that's gonna hurt them. But I still feel the road goes to Golden State, especially in the West. Great as LeBron is. Greatest AD is somebody's got to knock off the Warriors in the playoffs to claim that throne. You got Kai, Kawhi Leonard walking around like the Terminator. Paul George isn't healthy yet. So teams are just giving. People are just giving the Clippers that, that knock. And I can't blame them. I mean, you add Kawhi Leonard to that team who has depth. And that's what scares everybody about them. They have depth. I mean, you got Lou Williams coming off the bench as the sixth man. You got Shark, Harkless, whatever. Sharkless, like, <laughs> I'm changing like his name, like Baby Shark or something. But they got a deep squad. Even though Devin Booker took it to him tonight, he played an excellent game. Phoenix played an excellent game. I mean, their bigs played very well. Um I was very impressed with them. I liked the way they moved the ball. Um, Devin Booker played amazing at point guard. Um, He gave Patrick Beverly the business. He gave him the business. He wasn't afraid to go back and forth with him. He played excellent, excellent. Even though Kawhi was Kawhi, Kawhi was a little, he was weird. I mean, he's very methodical. Efficient. Um, he's been more of the point guard on that team. I'll be honest with you. He's been setting guys up. Kawhi's making his claim. He's making his claim as to be the best player in the NBA. And that's without fail. But, you know, tonight they just came up short. I like their center, Zubak. He's big body. He can shoot. He can run the floor. He can defend. You know, they got a they got a team. They're about eight nine eight nine deep. You got old veterans like Jeff Green on that team. Still could do it. Lou Williams could do it to you. And then when they get Paul George back, let's see how they integrate him into the offense. And he's gotta get his legs under him. And it's gonna be interesting to see. Because right now, the Lakers Mm. The Lakers is tough. I mean, regardless, you got Anthony Davis, you got LeBron James, but Kyle Kuzma needs to come out and have a breakout season for them. He really does. In order for L.A. to win that title, it solely rests on Kyle Kuzma. Because if Kuzma's not going to give you buckets when he comes back, you better go out there and sign Miller. I hate to say it. The man can still play basketball. And they need a scorer when LeBron and AD sit down. They need somebody who can score the basketball. And they need a backup point guard because I know Rondo's out. So LeBron doing double duty and when he steps off the court. It's like nobody knows what to do. It's that bad. And that's just the Western Conference. The Western Conference is, you got the Rockets. I mean, Russell Westbrook dropped a a triple-double tonight. Man, it's unbelievable. James Harden, MVP, unbelievable. But I don't think the Rockets are going to have enough. P.J. Tucker's a solid piece on defense. We know about Mr. Gordon coming off the bench shooting threes. I just don't... I don't think James Harden has that that ruthless killer in him yet. Sure, he can take you up the dribble. he He can hit any basketball shot he wants to on the court. But when it comes time for that moment, it comes time for him to shine, I haven't seen it from him yet. He needs that defining NBA moment. Not only for him, his career, but for his legacy. He needs that. And he has to, he, he, the window's closing. He, he has to do it to, within the next couple of years. He has to. Houston's doing everything they can to put a window on the call firm and to help him. So you can't say you got no help. They go out and get Russell Westbrook. James Harden, it's time to put up a shut-up, my man. Time to put up a shut-up. I'm going to tell about a team in the East that everybody's sleeping on. And people are still sleeping on the Toronto Raptors. Now, granted, Kawhi took them to the promised land, but they had some great games last year. They went into Golden State with Golden State healthy and put them on them. And you know who they put it on them with? Without Kawhi. That team is still solid. I believe my man Fred, Fred Van Fleet is his name. Would you say it correctly. I don't like mispronouncing nobody's name because you mispronounce my name. We're going to fight. You know what I'm saying? But Fred Van Fleet. Let me just say his name correctly. I love his game. I think he's a stud. He doesn't back down. He. He to me last year was the MVP in the finals He was the MVP in the finals I don't care what nobody said He was the MVP in the finals That man was lights out for them Lights out He hit every big shot He made great defensive plays He was unreal Unreal I like Pascal Siakam I think he's a star. Um, you got veterans on the team. Mark Gasol, I'm sorry, Kyle Lowry. Serge Ibaka, who never gets enough credit. So my man Fred Van Fleet. Love his game. I'm glad they put him in a starting lineup also for that team. They're going to be dangerous. a dangerous, dangerous team in the East, I'm telling you. Mark my words. Toronto still makes the playoffs. And they're going to knock a team out that you least expect. Because everybody's still riding Philadelphia. We know they're deep. We know they're big. You got Al Horford. But everything rests on Ben Simmons. Um, Joel B he is who he is. He's the best big man in the game. When he's healthy. When he's on the court, you know, he's got to get together. He's got to get together. Who am I excited about, though? What team excites me? Boston Celtics. Because for me, there's no better thing in sports to watch or rivalry to watch in sports than the Lakers and the Celtics. And the Celtics are going to be dangerous this year. Gordon Hayward gets his legs back underneath them. You got a lot of depth on that team. You got Brown. You got Tatum. You got Kimba. You got Smart coming off the bench. That is a great basketball team. And you got a solid coach. So there's no excuse for them not to be a great team. None. You said Kyrie was not a great leader. You threw him on the bus, under the bus. Now it's time to put up and see what you got. Let's see what you got. Because... You got a lot of depth. You got guys who are big. Well, not big, but athletic across the board. It's going to be very interesting to see how they adapt in their third year, especially Tatum, who has a lot. Jason Tatum has the most pressure out of all those guys there. Not even Kimball Walker, it's Jason Tatum. Because everybody was looking for him to have a monster year last year, and it didn't happen. Didn't happen. So I love Kimba. He's going to provide a lot of great leadership for them, he's going to provide great shooting for them, he's going to provide consistency for them. Somebody that they know they can lean on. Telling you, don't sleep on the Celtics. And this is coming from somebody who can't stand the Celtics. Can't stand them. Can't stand them. And that's just facts. I don't like that team. Never will. Never have. Mm. It's going to be an interesting NBA season. And I'm excited. I don't know who your team is. But my Lakers, I need to see, I need to see more from Anthony Davis, a more aggressive Anthony Davis. I need to see LeBron just be LeBron. Be LeBron James. And they'll be fine. Lakers should be fine. But I know you're tired of listening to me. You probably got things to do. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Straight Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host, Zach Humphrey. Tune in for another time on my podcast, Straight Sports Talk Radio. We'll probably go over some things on Monday, a recap of Monday Night Football. After that game, you know, all the games over for the rest of the week. Talk a little bit more NBA, who's healthy, who's who's hot, who's going to do it, who's not. Maybe go over some wrestling next time and definitely get back into this World Series. This is your man, Zach Humphrey, signing out.